Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Slice Bread Podcast, where we give you your daily slice of life. I am your host, Gary. And on today's episode, we have on the panel, Lenny. The local boy. There we go. We got Chris. That's me, Chris Cuts. Chris with a K, like Chris Jenner. There we go. And we got the man that make a sound slicker than butter on toast, the sound guy. And last, and certainly not least, the retro gamer, Bob. Not the builder. We don't build things up. We break them down. And today we're going to break bread on today's episode. So Lenny, stop that intro fast, man. So today we're talking all things about books and reading. And you know when you read, your mind is filled with new images, feelings, ideas, and thoughts. But at the same time, reading is different for everyone. Do you guys actually like, enjoy reading or what? Let me start off with uh, Mr. Katz. Thank you so much, uh, Gary. Yes, I do enjoy reading very much. So I try to at least find myself with a book once a month. Yeah. And Lenny? Yeah, I love reading. I love the imaginative world. You know, the place where your mind and your thoughts are engaged more candidly. Um, With television, it's always images on screen that does the thinking for you. But books allows you to actually challenge your mind. I struggle to enjoy reading, guys. I can just be honest with you right now. Mm -hmm. I struggle. But I... Try my best to like read a book. And by reading a book, I mean the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> could never be me. <laughs> Talking about could never be me. Mr. Bob, what's your thoughts? The thing about reading is, is when I read, I like to stay engaged for a long period of time. That's why I'm not that keen on reading. I'd rather listen to like an audio book. But when I do sit with a book that I do like, I, I will stay four hours within that pages that's mm. how i like to read but it must be long term it can't be like 15 30 minutes and then you know put a bookmarker for who <laughs> for what <laughs> i like that commitment i gotta yeah, say yeah that's it's, quite long yeah no it's it it's a good time for a book especially if it's a good one that you can't close and you can't put down because for example if you're reading a book people it's like okay i've got an hour i'm gonna read a book or i'm gonna read for an hour before i go to bed there's always that ending and, you know, by that second half an hour or last 15 minutes, you're already falling asleep. You're not taking things in. Yeah. But if you're actually going into reading with the intention, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to see it through. You're actually going through that book with allowing yourself to be captivated, allowing yourself to enjoy the story instead of just, is my hour up now? Mm. Can I the, go back to the my The thing day? is, Lenny, I would say that also comes down to the genre. The yeah. genre of book you are reading, because if it's fantasy, then it's that whole four-hour thing for me, because then my whole imagination can go along with the storyline. But let's say you're reading like a... Okay, maybe crime can also fit that. Yeah. Crime can fit that, because then you can imagine all these lovely things. But yeah. if you're going to read a romance novel, <laughs> not that I have ever, <laughs> Fifty Shades of no Grey stops shades. right there. <laughs> I don't even finish the chapter. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you, um, Bob, but... You're speaking about all those genres. What books do you guys like reading though? Like, is it a specific genre, a specific author? Like what? For me, it's fiction. Mm. Um, I'll go as far as semi-autobiographical books, but mostly fiction. Fiction where it's, again, an imaginative world that doesn't exist. The whole story ca- came from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't do too many autobiographical stuff or like um, self-help books. You hate it in self-help books. That's my favorite type of genre. What are you doing to me here, boy? I own a few self-help books, though. And those are all cookbooks. And they don't help you at all. <laughs> Damn. But anyhow, Mr. Katz, what's your like genre that you like reading? I'll go the opposite direction of as Lenny did. I'll say mostly non-fiction. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I like autobiographies. I have quite a few autobiographies, mainly of Mark Twain. Sportsman, <laughs> Sam Mark Twain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I wouldn't say self-help books, but I like a book to inspire me. Mm-hmm. I want to take something out of it. Um, so the problem with an, a fiction book is that I'm always concerned that I might not get that whole inspiration part and I might just not like the story. Mm-hmm. But normally with a non-fiction, I already know what I'm going getting into. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I get out I get out of the book what I want to get out of the book. If I was going to read a book, you know, wizards and w- <laughs> and witches, that's my kind of thing. Just doing Barbie things. Huh? There we go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Make sure you check your channel, guys. What book actually was very important to you? Because we talk about favorite books. You know, we talk about, we talk about books that we like, but what book was very really, like, important to you? So I want to know from, from you, Bob, what was your favorite book and what was the most important book for yourself? Well, you mentioned one of mine, but not the first one. I would say Harry Potter, The Goblet of Fire is mm-hmm. my favorite one because that's the one I got the most enticed with. Okay. I would say that. But my most important one actually was prescribed to me from school. <laughs> Animal Farm by George Orwell. Uh, that was such an important book for me in the way I view the world mm-hmm. because there's nuances within that story that play out in real life today. You yeah. can see it. Like they have quotes now that I can still quote to this day. And I read this like what, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> what, uh, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal <laughs> than others. There Does that go. not seem and sound like something that you see in this very day and age? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Truer words have not been spoken. I'm so traumatized. I took the, um, the water and knacker. They were telling me they're going to like take him for like a, a flu shot, but they actually took him to the glue factory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Sad. I think that was the saddest part of that story, I think, was the horse. Yes. The horse was because the, the horse was the hardworking animal mm. that always supported that tyrant pigs. Yes. And then, boom, you are replaceable. Yes. You are nothing. And that is a fact of reality. Sorry, guys, for the spoilers. <laughs> but the spoilers, what's your, what's your favorite and what important book? I would say there's a book that I read. It's it's actually neither my favorite or my most important, but it's a book that has a very lasting effect on me and it's called The Age of Absurdity by Michael Foley. Mm-hmm. And he talks about why it's so difficult to be happy in modern life. And I don't remember everything from the book, that, like most books that I read. But one, thing that, <laughs> but one thing that gets me is that he always spoke about how... Um, we, we have too much choices these days and there's always small things about certain things in modern life that comes back to me and then I think about Age of Absurdity from Michael Foley. So that's book, that book has had a lasting impression on me. And then I would also say Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular book actually. Yeah, that book is also a very good read and also very insightful. So I would, I would list out Outwitting the Devil as one of my favorites. Nice. Um, like I mentioned, my favorite book is... Mark Manson's The Subtle Author Not Giving an F due to the fact that his whole mindset of like letting you know to stop giving a damn for small things and give a damn for the most important things. And then when it comes to the most important book, I was lying about Harry Potter. It was actually Jordan Balfour's book because it was about cokes and strippers. I'm <laughs> 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 joking, man. I'm <laughs> joking, guys. It was actually is um, Harry Potter, the first one. And the, yeah. reason, the reason why the first book was very much... Um, important to me because a very close friend of mine actually got me that book and 
I actually took the time actually to read that book from start to finish. And I was very influenced in how Harry Potter obviously met Hermione, met all his friends, and obviously understand his parents, his passing and stuff. And I was quite very, very much intriguing read, man. So, so it's yeah. the only book you finished? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it meant something to you. It meant, it something, meant something, man. It yeah. was value to it, man. But don't you think that subtle art of not giving a if that's like a clickbait type of title? It like is. It just draws people. It is. Yeah. I, like it. It is. I wouldn't say that because it's it's almost like it's a factual statement. Yeah, but it's very like... You actually I, get I, to I understand the concept yeah. of clickbait, but it's like if yeah. you don't give a if... I'm gonna say I don't give a if, so it's a kind of being true to the words. You mm-hmm. actually learn how to not give a. It's in you or it isn't there. Look, it's man, not, can't be taught in my eyes. Look, man, mm. I'll, I'll take a page out of Bobby's book. There we go. It's, I, you, you, can, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can you can read all the books in the world, but if you don't actually take from the book and actually apply it in life, it's it's meaningful, meaningless. Sorry. I don't care about taking something out of it like a life lesson. Okay. Give oh. me, give me a good story, and I will commit to you. That's it. So the books. So ladies, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 books. I won't say it's my favorite, but it is probably at this point. It's got to be the Travis McGee series by John D. McDonald, mm. and this started back in 1964. Well, can you repeat that title, please? Uh, the Travis McGee series the by Travis. John D. McDonald. Oh, okay. um, it's a series, and it's in the old noir genre that I love um, about you know. Old private investigators, but for him, he's not a private investigator. He's a the hard-boiled egg, and that's why I love this because it's not your typical hard-boiled detective. There's a lot of mm. softness and tenderness to it. But his books have these super interesting names where it's always got these color-coded things. So the first one is the Deep Blue Goodbye, and then there's the Nightmare in Pink, a Purple Place for Dying, and the Quick Red Fox. And the character who is Travis McGee is a captivating one, and in some cases more than others relative also because he's an idealist and a romantic who hates idealists and romantics and i don't know but that just kind of means something to me maybe i'm feel the same way <laughs> and um what you were saying chris it's not it's not those classic hard-boiled series it's got a lot more heart to it you know and it's a more more tenderness to it that even the hardest of people mm. can can relate to um and that's why i love this love that series um, and the character has the one relative flaw that we can all relate to, and that's the fact that he is tragically and hopelessly human. Mm. But when did those books, when were those books released, Lenny? Between 1964 and 1984. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that was a period when the gangster, when the noir genre. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that popular that time, eh, the noir genre. No, it definitely was, but the noir genre started in it's the. It's much 40s. earlier, yeah. yeah in the yeah. 40s already. Um, these novels were just. Add-ons or continuations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I will get a summarized version on online. (laughs) (laughs) Spark notes. (laughs) There we go. But yeah, but that's why I love these books because I'm not going to take anything inspirational out of it. I mean, the book is filled with flawed people and people that are doing all kinds of crimes. But Mm -hmm. if the story is good, it can keep me there for hours. Do you think the character archetypes that in books that we read or movies that we watch um you like them because you relate to them and that's the only reason why that main character sits well in your heart you like what appeals to you right Mm. and if you're watching something and you're sitting there and watching or reading something and you're sitting there and you're saying wow i actually never saw it that way or wow this actually makes so much sense to me and then you pinpoint characters that you actually relate to 
that's what's going to draw you in because you're identifying with this mm. and that keeps you there. There's this, this quote by, by John D. McDonald. I think it's in the, in the first one. He talks about the three unholy McGee's who's the character, Travis McGee. And he says, the one I try not to be and the one I wish I was and the one I really am. Mm. So, I mean, that already puts you in a place like, I mean, th- those are three people that I can relate to because mm. we've all got versions of ourselves that we'd like to be versions of ourselves that we don't like, mm-hmm. but then also this version that we hope to be. That is so interesting because as you're saying that, you know what I'm thinking in my head? Dragon Ball Z. Oh. No, like if I really looked at it, I'm probably a lot more like Vegeta than I am Goku, but I would like to be Goku more than Vegeta. Yeah, because Goku's the good guy. It's yes. like the white horse. But then am I then bad because yeah. I relate a little bit more to Prince Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, let's um, move to the next one, man. Would you guys prefer to get a more summarized version online of a book or would you actually just read the full, the full thing? We start with you, Mr. Katz. No, I, would, I wouldn't um, want to get a summarized version because I'm not in school anymore. I used to do that in, in school when you had to quickly <laughs> recap <a book laughs> yeah. before Some the exam. I'm so glad you actually mentioned it. That was my <laughs> response as well. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, don't, I think that's pointless though. Uh, but I do, like I said, I think maybe a student or a learner will do that. But it's, if you want to read the book, read it. Mm. And I don't know if you don't, then you're probably not going to do a read a summary. Because I think that if you read stuff online, you're anyway just going to forget what you read. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And to add that, like, if you're going to read a summarized version, you're not going to get the full experience of reading the full book, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's got to be, it's depending on what you're reading also. Um, I feel like there's a laziness to it if you're going for a summarized version. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, if you are, you know, a person that, that is totally sold on reading. A small two-word line can add to a book so much that you won't get in a summarized version. It could literally be two lines, four lines that can complete the whole sentence and it just transforms the whole passage mm-hmm. um, where you're not getting those subtle nuances from um, concise versions and from online summaries and things. Yeah, I agree. I will go against that also. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look, I read uh, the summary of Fifty Shades of Grey. Because I would never read the actual books. And in the summary, I could see the plot falls in it. Therefore, I would never waste my time to invest further. Nice. That's a, that's a good point, though. That's a very good point. And, and this is where it comes in. So, you know, when you, when you watch a movie or when you, you decide you're going to watch a movie, you check out the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you got a book you're going to read, you're going to read the at the back, not the last page of the book, the, at the back of the book. Yes, yeah, it's the, almost that summary. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the plot or the synopsis, right? Mm-hmm. If that synopsis or movie trailer is revealing too much, there's no point in going to read the book. Fast and Furious, I guess. Or, yeah, it's basically, you don't need to watch that movie. The trailer is <laughs> giving you everything. Why are they revealing so much information in a synopsis? Mm. It should just be there to tickle your taste buds, you know? It shouldn't reveal it. Th- that would be the publishers, though. They yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they shouldn't be giving that much information. Yeah, no, agree, yes. I don't know about you guys, but I struggle to read books online. Do you feel like online reading pieces made you more like less likely to commit to a book? So do you rather want to get like a free PDF version online to read the book, or do you do you still want to get that smell of that paperback? Look, I think you're all looking for clout at that point because you want the book to say you have the book. You can easily read it online. It's the same content. The content hasn't changed. Mm. But your feeling that you get from reading it's different. When you open in a book and you're reading it, there's a I don't know about you, but I have a picture in my head. Oh, sun, 
sun going down. I'm outside on a nice lounge chair yeah. and I'm just relaxing. You can get the same content online. <laughs> so yeah. you just having the book to say you have a collection of the books. Yeah. But no, to, to that point though, is that I would say also you have to think about the fact that if you have a physical book and you sit down to read it, then that's all you're going to do. Yeah. So the problem I have with reading online is that I have multiple windows open yeah. and there's a lot of different things I can do at the computer at the same time. Distractions. So there's just there's just too many distractions. Yeah. So the physical book does mean that you're just focusing on the book at the time, I would say. Yes. Let's talk about the ability to read a book. I struggle to read a damn book. Like I said, I, I struggle to get past certain chapters. So I want to know from you guys what you think can cause why not to fully like read a book. Unfortunately, things are very accessible mm. and also our lives are so fast-paced and everything is so mm. fast-paced. There's so many other things you can do than quiet down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're reading a book or committing to a book. You actually have to quiet down and take out some time. But there's so many other things you can do. There's TV, which is more entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I think our attention spans are very much drawn to things that can keep us busy mm. all the time instead of something that's going to take a little bit of more effort on our side. I want to say, there's, there's some lies and propaganda there. Do you actually listen to the radio? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Well, I listen to one radio station, but I won't say who it is. But I mean, I just mean there's a there's a, there's a an interactive element there, okay, which keeps your attention, you know? Okay. Where if you're reading a, a book, it's more difficult because it's you and you alone. Yeah. But I think in your case, like, reading won't be difficult. Dealing with Kelly is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to elaborate on Lenny... Dealing with Kelly is difficult. <laughs> to, to elaborate on Lenny's point, though, it's, it's true what he's saying about the, the having to take the time. It's, I think a lot of people see reading a book as a task, man. Yeah. Like, mm. that, that's the problem. It's like, now you look at this book, it's like, oh, now I must now get through it. And it looks like a task now. And that, yeah. that already, like, uh, scares a lot of young people mm. away. Like, kids mm-hmm. would rather watch TV because there's less... Is less focus in watching TV mm. than having to like follow words now on a page and read the word. And not just that, guys. If you've got the most important thing, there's always like a movie to certain books. So why do you want to t- put your time and effort to actually read a book like, where you can just watch a movie? Have you heard about this book? Uh, are you going to read it? Uh, is there a movie version? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like for example, like have you guys read The Lord of the Rings? Oh, the movie. They turned into a book. Then you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> the book was forced, like bro. <laughs> exactly. It's like that. It's, like... it's always like that, yeah. And Bobby? I'd rather watch the movie. <laughs> but yeah, I would prefer the movie in any case. Mm. Okay, cool. So when it comes to reading a book, what is your intent of reading a book, guys? Uh, I would say is at least to, like I previously said, yeah, just to be inspired. And if I can just take one thing from the book that I've learned, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After I watch the movie, I want more detail than I read the book. Other than that, I won't just necessarily read a book. Uh, for me, the intent is definitely finishing the book, but also not necessarily taking out life lessons because the books I read, I mean, you're taking out a couple of bad life lessons over there. <laughs> um, but it is just fully being transported into a new world or into that author's world mm-hmm. and then trying to see things from their perspective mm-hmm. and then try to understand, wow, this book is really good. What was this writer going through while writing this book or, you know, how did he get to the state that he's able to put these words down mm-hmm. on, on paper? I was going to actually ask you guys, do you guys enjoy audiobooks? No. Yes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and just to end it off, do you read books for the sake of pleasure or the sake of purpose? I'd say both. I would say both. Pleasure. 
My final thoughts. These are Mark Twain, guys. These <laughs> are Mark Twain. Can you read Mark Twain? <laughs> of course. Chapter one, chapter one and chapter two. <laughs> Anyhow, guys. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to today's episode. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to our podcast from wherever you're listening from. And please join us next time for another slice of life.